Monopoly 21 checkers and chess Yeah, 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 yeah Let's play Twister, let's play Risk to be this is small town music this is big town music he's ahead of his time you know but he can't use it if only he could prove it well tomorrow's just a song away a song away a song away hey everybody welcome to rock solid the comedy podcast for all things music both new and classic i'm pat francis and joining me today live and in person in the rock room from canada Please welcome back to the show, Ms. Carrie Scott. Hello, Carrie. Hey. hey, here's my wife. What's up, Pilar? Last, oh. We're uh, paying the handyman via Venmo. My wife needs the last four digits of the gentleman's phone number. Try 2694. Thank you. All right. Hey, Pilar. Love you, honey. She left aggravated with me from uh, about five minutes ago um carrie you i don't know when the last time you were on the show was but it was a while ago are you gonna look are you looking back yeah um i did make a note hello rock solid listeners i'm excited to be here um it was october 2019 right before covid 2019 mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. that was your third time behind the mic yes it was you co-hosted two episodes correct and those episodes were Strings, mm-hmm. and I always forget the second one. Home. Home. Mm-hmm. And then you were at one of the Rock Solid events where everyone uh, took a seat and played a song and we chatted. Correct. Okay, so this is the fourth time. Yes. Were you nervous the first time? Yes. Were you nervous the second time? Y- yeah, the Strings episode was terrible. Don't go back and listen, people. <laughs> go listen. But now you're not nervous at all. The Home one was a lot of fun. But you're not nervous at all now. I don't. I mean, less, for sure. And the reason is because during COVID, we saw each other weekly. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Right? Because we, we played Name That Tune via Zoom. So we saw, there was like, how many people would play that? There was like 40 people. This is like insane. Yeah. And we fun. would play every single week. Mm-hmm. So we saw each other and everyone got to know each other. And all of those people are s- still friends. And some of them still play a weekly game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's only 10, but they still do it. And I'm, I'm glad because if you like doing something and you want to be social and you want to make friends, what better way than to sit in front of your computer for a couple of hours on a Saturday? Mm-hmm. Why not? Especially in the winter. <laughs> yeah. I think I stopped playing when summer came and I was like, I can't sit inside in the summer. I was exactly the same. The middle of the day on a Saturday, yeah. two hours. That's a it's big a commitment. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, once in a while I'll pop in and play mm-hmm. yeah, and, yeah. uh, yeah, it's still fun. It was a ton of fun. But, uh, you know, the next the next time we have a pandemic, I'm sure we'll all get back into it. Yeah, we can look forward to that. We can look forward. <laughs> There's something to look forward to. There you go, always. All right. Uh, we're going to jump into some things. But first, I want to tell you something. Today's episode is called Playing Games with Pat and Carrie. And the reason and the, the artwork is, is being done by Jason Levy. Now, thank you, Jason. Now, the reason we're doing this topic is because... Today is Monday, January 15th. This is going to drop on 15, 16, 17, on the 18th. And if you're in the Los Angeles area on the 20th, this week, if you're listening now and you live in the Los Angeles area, 
you want to get down to the improv at 9.45 on Saturday, January 20th. Because Murray is doing For What It's Worth live. That's his game show. Uh, You've probably seen the game show on YouTube and uh, on his Patreon and all that fun stuff. So we're doing it live. Murray, of course, will be the host. Carrie Scott is going to be scorekeeping that night, right? Yes, sir. You're the resident scorekeeper. I like spreadsheets. I'm happy to do it. Spreadsheets. <laughs> and uh, and then I'm sure he, try, he tries to get you to do other things that you don't really want to do, but you do them because you're nice, right? I mean, I like to get involved in any kind of music project, you know? All right. So, All right. so he's doing that live, and the panel is going to consist of Mr. Mike Siegel. So if you want to see that good-looking face in person, got to get down there. Miss Laura House, very funny comedian. And yours truly, Pat Francis. That'll be the panel. Hopefully it will be funny. I want to fucking win that game, Carrie. I want to win. I feel like I win a lot when when I play on You're very good. I'm not going to lie. But you know, in front of an audience, it's different. It's not like sitting in the comfort of your own home with, you know, pajama pants on. a lot of pressure, Pat. It's going to be some pressure. Because I host a music podcast. (laughs) So now they're going to do it. Does he know his stuff? Mm -hmm. Is he going to be funny? I don't know. I told people I work with, I said, look, if you come... I'm going to try to win that thing, and hopefully I'll be funny. But I might not be. I said, so be, you know, but you're funny at work. It's different. <laughs> so keep your expectations low. But uh, you can get your tickets right now. Are they 10 bucks? 10 bucks. Easy peasy. 10 bucks. I'm sure if you go to improv.com, or I've been putting it out on social, so is Murray. And again, if you're in the Los Angeles area, please come out. That's one of the reasons we're doing this. Normally, I would have done it a week ago, but, you know. It'll be fun. You'll go, oh, I didn't know. I'm free Friday and Saturday and I can do it. So you'll go. So buy a ticket and go. And so today we're going to play songs that are game related. Maybe they have game in the title. You have a couple that don't. I don't understand how they're going to fit in, but you'll tell me. I will. Um, and that's the deal. That's what we're doing. Uh, I'm saying uh, a lot. <laughs> we are, we've cracked a bottle of the Sean Cassidy wine called My First Crush. It's the rosé of Pinot Noir. And the bottle says, and uh, Carrie corroborated this, this was made in Rita Hills in 2019. That's the last time you were on the show. Sounds perfect. So this is, uh, what do they call it when the wine uh, sits for that long? Um, Ages. Ages. So uh, the wine's been aging, Mm -hmm. and uh, I've been aging, and I guess you've been aging too. We've all been aging. All right, so... Let's be let's so, be let's be dead honest here. How do you like this? I, I do. It's pretty, you do like it. Pretty crisp. It is um, crisp. That's a great word. You're a wine drinker. Like during um during the name that tune uh, uh, Zoom games, you would you would have a big glass of wine there in the evenings. A heavy <laughs> pour. Day person. Yeah, you weren't driving anyway. Yeah, we're <laughs> no. this is four in the afternoon. Don't say a heavy pour. I usually honestly I usually like a wine spritzer, so it's usually half soda, half wine. There's a big glass. <laughs> It looked like it looked like one of those glasses you would buy like at a novelty store. Oh sure, I think that was just the camera. To be honest, this is the camera angle. Yeah. All right. Uh, but okay, was, I'm going to take a drink. Good. How okay. do you drink? No, no, do I? Just sip. Well, you smell, I smell it first. It? Yeah. Swirl it. Okay. Smell it. Don't swirl it. And then sip it. Actually, I'm, you're supposed to take a bigger sip and swish it around your mouth. Oh, really? Technically. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and get all the areas. Of, yeah. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard about mm, gargling mm, it. Mm. I don't think that's a thing, but. But you, you know, you want to feel the acidity in the back of your tongue as this, well, right? The, like, do you like? You that? know what? That is different. That is when you do like not oh. gargle, but 
you taste it very differently, yeah. don't you? Mm-hmm. Here's how my wine, my mom, not my, not my mom. Oh, I'm drunk already. <laughs> oh, Pat. Here's how my mom tastes anything, any alcohol. Here's what she says. Hey, oh. that's great. No matter what it is, milkshake, wine, uh-huh. glass of water, mm. Mm. water, everything, everything. Wow. So here's my question for yeah. you, Pat. Yeah. What was, who was your first crush? Do you? Do you remember? Uh, my first crush. Oh, 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 yes, yes, yes. share first crush um, stories. Now, you don't mean a celebrity crush. You mean like a real crush. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. I guess it could be a teacher too, right? I guess so. Her name is so funny that people won't even believe that it's her name though. <laughs> but I, there was a teacher, Miss Finksler. That's her name. I swear to God. Miss Finksler. And that maybe was in, boy, I don't know. Was that third or fifth grade? Mm-hmm. That's about when it happens, the first yeah, crush. Yeah, yeah. And then in high school, it was Miss Gonzalez. Oh. She was, uh, of course, attractive, but uh, always laughed at me, always would laugh. Even when I wasn't supposed to be interrupting the class, she would always laugh. Aww. And I was like, she likes me. She gets you. Yeah. Still didn't give me like a good grade. <laughs> oh. You had to earn the grade. Mm-hmm. But, um, but uh, you know, as a person, she liked me. Mm-hmm. So those would be like my teacher crushes. And now you. Oh, uh, I think maybe for me, it would have been in grade six. And I went to French school um, from kind of kindergarten on to grade eight. Um, and so um, my first crush, his name would have been Jean-Pierre. And um, what I remember about Jean-Pierre is he, I don't know how he told me he was going to be coming over. He must have called me on the phone back mm-hmm. then. But, yeah. Um, and it was Easter. Okay. And, and he called you and said he's coming to your house. I guess so. And so I went went outside and um, met him on the sidewalk and he gave me an Easter bunny <laughs> chocolate. Okay. All right. And I said, oh my God, that's so sweet. Okay, you could kiss me on the cheek. And I and let did him he? kiss me on the cheek. Yep. And and then, then, did he, then did he scream and run? And then I said, okay, you can go now. <laughs> <laughs> and then nothing else ever happened? Uh, no, no. Then, Aren't all the boys named Jean-Pierre in Canada? All of them. <laughs> Every yeah. single you get one? A, you get the uh, Jean-Philippe, uh, Jean-Guy. Oh, boy. Jean. Yeah, there's a lot of Jean. Something. And you speak French? Oui. Yes. Fluently? Oui. Like you go to France, you're all set. Paris? Oui. All right. Any other languages? No. I'm so disappointed that I don't speak another language. They need to teach kids languages like in first grade. Not in ninth grade. Yeah. You don't... Well, the way... Um, I did it is I grew up speaking English because my mom mm-hmm. only speaks English. Okay. Uh, but we uh, were in Quebec. And so when kindergarten came. I think it's pronounced Quebec. Am I? No? Well, it depends. Well, I mean, uh, do you. I'm from the, there. The, ba- the band with <laughs> Freddie Mercury, is it Keen? Mm, she thinks it might and, be. Okay, go ahead. Um, and so uh, I grew up speaking English, but uh, there was actually a law at the time in Quebec that. Um, I had to go to French school. Okay. So in kindergarten, my mom just put me in French school and she said, just do what the other kids do. And when you're that young, you learn. You don't even notice. I know. And And what grade was that? uh, Kindergarten. That's what I mean. Yeah. Teach the kids languages early. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My God. Yeah. And then in grade nine, I switched to English and then I did my university in English. But if they taught languages early, they could teach you like two or three. Maybe. Probably. Maybe. Why not? I know. Do your kids also speak French? No. You're no. a bad mom. I, no, You're a bad I mom. You know, you did not try hard enough. I'm not going to. My kids speak English. I, I <laughs> tried when they were little, and I'm not going to rat out which of my children said this, but when they were little, um, I would try with them, and one of them kept saying, Mommy, no speaking French. Was that the boy or the girl? <laughs> I cannot tell you. 
Well, when I meet but, the boy, I'm going to ask him if it was him. Oh, well, okay. Will he fess up? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did try a little bit. It was very hard. Um, and I was unsuccessful. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a bummer, though. I wish you would have yeah. been successful. Yeah, parental fail. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people I work with, they, they speak Spanish and they speak English mm-hmm. and some of them speak other things. Um, there's a girl I worked with, Ash, and she can speak Japanese. And I had no idea until one day she's just talking Japanese to a customer. Oh, wow. And I was like, what is happening over there? I couldn't believe it. Because when you don't know and then you see someone do it, it's like wild. Mm-hmm. And um, my friend Sid knows uh, American Sign Language. So whenever a customer comes in that needs that, she can do it. It's really cool. I know. It's really cool. So, but I don't have any of those skills. I can barely talk on this show. Well, at least you know music. I do. Do I? (laughs) Do I? We'll find out on Saturday. Find out on Saturday. (laughs) Epic fail. Um, So you're in town for like uh, about a month. Yes. Yeah. You're in Los Angeles. Yes. And And where are you staying? I'm sitting here, Pat. She's staying right here. Yeah. She's staying Chez right Pat. here. She's renting, folks. She's Patrick. She's actually renting the space. Yeah. She won't let me do anything. Like, oh, let me help you with that. No. <laughs> won't let me do anything. I like what, Can I open that jar of peanut butter for you? I can do it. Yeah. I mean, who had to open the wine? You did, because <laughs> I, I, I can't open the bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. I get a bunch of cork in it, and it's a mess. So I did give that to you as yeah. your job for the day. Yeah. Open this wine. By the way, my first crush, it's Sean Cassidy's wine, and I think there's four different flavors. Do you call it a flavor? No. No. What do you call it? Um, I mean, I guess kind, kinds of wine. There's four red. different kinds. Four? Okay. I think there's four. Okay. What do you got? Do you know? Uh, oh, you don't know. Okay. <laughs> did I you get a red in there? A white? A rosé? Let me look it up. That <laughs> would be three. look it up. That would be three <laughs> flavors. <laughs> well, but there's different kinds of wine. Like a, in a red, you could have, you know, Cap Sav. And... All right. Let me see what they got. My first crush. Oh, my God. I typed in my first crush and a picture of Jean-Pierre came up. Oh, what name? does he look like now? Uh, not good. <laughs> no. you, you made the right decision. Most people don't age, will they? Let me see. <laughs> if I cough a little bit, it's because I still um, still have a little bit of cough from COVID. I feel great. It says it's an award-winning wine. There are four. There are four flavors. All right. My first crush, Pinot Grigio. Mm-hmm. My first crush, Pinot Noir mm-hmm. from 2018. My oh, I don't know how to say this one. My first crush, S Y R A. Shira. Shira. Okay. That's how they say it. And then the one that we're drinking does not seem to be. Maybe it's not available currently. What was the second? You know one what's you funny said? is the first two are out of stock. Because this one is a Pinot Noir. Yeah, that's a Pinot Noir. This was um. This is a Pinot Noir, but it's um, it's not the same. Like okay. this is a rosé. Yeah, is that a one Pinot a red? Noir. Yes. Okay. And that one's out of stock. Oh. The Pinot Grige is out of stock. It says it's sold out. Wow. So if you head over to, um, yeah, just type in my first crush in wine and it'll take you to the website. Nice. Wow. Very nice. Should it be sold out? I guess it happens. I guess so. Click on, what else do they have here? (laughs) This is good radio. I know. Not even radio. Wine talk. Wine talk. I didn't come here for wine talk. All right. So that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the show. Again, the show's at the Improv. Murray Valariano will be hosting. All right. So let's talk about Carrie a little bit. I don't know. I don't know exactly what your job is. Can you tell right. us what your job is? Uh, senior projects manager. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so that sounds hoity-toity high up there. Well, Senior I, products manager. 
not junior. Projects, not products. Projects. Projects. That's what, is that not what I said? <laughs> I heard you say products, but I'm it could have been me. Um, I've been with the company. It'll be 25 years in October. Wow. I know. And you have a good relationship with the company? Yep. They like you, you like them? Yep. And uh, I- You get to work remotely. That's why you're here because you're working when you're here. That's right. So that's, and this is new. I worked full-time with the firm until I had my daughter in 2003. And then when I came back after having her, I worked part-time. And I continued to work part-time the mm. whole time. Um, yeah, because I think that's just worked for me managing yeah. kids and managing work. And then just recently, um, I was told I could go work remote. So, And is it remote and full-time or are you still part-time? Still part-time. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, which I really like that um, balance for me. And I'm not going to ask about medical benefits because you live in Canada, so you obviously <laughs> have them. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, so and my youngest just went off to university in September. Mm-hmm. So I became an empty nester as wow. well. So that's why I can be here for an extended time. You didn't downsize though. You still live where you've always lived or is this a different place? Uh, downsized a little bit, okay. something a little bit smaller. I didn't need as much space. Yeah. Um, but when the kids come, they each have a room. Uh, they have one room um, and then they also have a room at their dad's. So Okay, yeah. perfect. Yeah. All right. So They're set. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. for sure. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Was it hard to downsize? Because my parents are moving out of their house into an apartment because they're older now and it's too much house. I hear you. But I actually, in the last five years or so, went through this real minimalist phase where- mm-hmm. Oh, like this room here? <laughs> the opposite of this room? Yeah, the opposite. Uh, <laughs> not that this room isn't fantastic, but- Yeah, but eventually um, I'm going to be like, ugh, just set it on fire. Uh, but no, I, I got rid of a lot and I feel like I just don't need a lot. Um, yeah. You know, I'm just happy to kind of be out there and do stuff and just not deal with all the, the, yeah, the that's stuff. My, that's Mike Siegel. Yeah. He's, he, uh, Very much. He got rid of so much stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he would just go, do you want this? I'm like, not really. He, and then he would just leave it here. He would just leave it. And I just left it. I just left those books on your porch. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. So now I have to get rid of them. <laughs> but then he would be like, I'd say, well, I might take him to the CD trader and just see if I can get credit. Well, I could have done that. I'm like, yeah, but you didn't. What he, then he's like, he gives them away, but then he still wants ownership of what you do with it. I'm like, no, come on, dude. Yeah, yeah. He's going to hear this and say that's not true. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I feel like that was true. Okay, well. Either way, Mike, that's a good story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now he's going to keep my ass this week at that game. Oh. Uh, so you've been working here. How many hours a day do you put in? I mean, I'll work like uh, roughly like five-ish hours mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. day for four days a week. It's almost like half time. Okay. So, you know, half time of a 40-hour week. Um, some days I'll have to work more depending on meetings and workload. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have some flexibility to move around the days. So right. if there's something important going on one day, I'll do um, shift around. So um, it's a bit flexible as well. And you but like the job? You like the work? I love the work. Oh, yeah. see, that's a big... Yeah, a lot of it is um, kind of report development or working with... Um, you know, um, software implementation type projects. So mm-hmm. I'm always working a lot of times with people within my firm and then with people outside of the firm who are supplying us with the software. And are you doing Zoom calls and stuff? Face yeah. Seeing people, I do chatting? a lot of Zoom, t- Zoom calls for sure. So you have to do yeah. your hair and face? Yeah. Yeah, you got to do it. Yeah, but that's yeah. easy enough. <laughs> like your business from, like Pilar, business from the waist up and mm-hmm. then, and then um, yeah. whatever, pajama yeah. pants maybe. Sweatpants no, no, from the waist no, down. No, me. oh, you're doing the whole. Okay, all right. All right. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, I really enjoy it. So. All right, mm-hmm. that's good. That's mm-hmm. good. And 25 years. Yeah. Do you get nice. a watch? Do you get a gold watch? Do you get a key to the city. I don't city? know. It's going to be in October. I'll let you know. But you I got to get something, I think right? Something, yeah. A bonus. Got to be a bonus. Oh, 
Probably, maybe. I don't. I'm I don't excited. know. But That's yeah, fun. yeah, yeah. So, oh. so, mm-hmm. so I get to. I'm going to be here till till the end of January, and then I'm going to go to Palm Springs for February. And then you're coming back here for I like a week here. in February. Yeah, the week yeah. of my birthday. That's true. Yeah. I mean, because everybody's got to celebrate your birthday with you, right? I don't. <laughs> I, it's so funny that when I hear people go, "I hate my birthday. I don't want to do anything." Blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Bring it on. Let's yeah. do it." Yeah. It's a fun time. Good. Yeah, it's my day. Mm-hmm. So everybody, you gonna tell everybody what you're doing for your birthday? Yes, I'm going to. I've probably said it before, but I'll say it again. Uh, I am going to on my actual birthday, two twenty two, twenty twenty four. Marky Ramone is playing at the Echoplex here in Los Angeles. I never got to see the Ramones live, and Marky has a band in which they play a whole set of Ramone songs, nothing else but Ramones, and I forget what it's called, Marky Ramone and the something. So um, Pilar has purchased eight tickets. So I'm going to be taking my seven besties from poker, Chip Chinnery and Mike Schmidt and Mike Siegel and Murray. And uh, hopefully those guys won't be on the boat. Hopefully they'll be in town. And then anyone who said, what are you doing on your birthday? I said, here's what I'm doing. I'm going to be at the Echoplex. So if you want to hang out and hear Marky Ramone and have a drink and see me, that's where I'll be. And the tickets are only like 25 or 30 bucks. How much were they? Yeah, 27. 27 bucks. Because you you bought two tickets I just, just in case yeah. you and your son want to go. Mm-hmm. So um, so it's inexpensive, basically. And uh, and that's where I'll be. Now ask me if Pilar will be there. Will Pilar be there? She will absolutely not be there. And I asked her the other night. I'm like, yeah, Carrie and her son are going to go. Do you want to go? She's like, I certainly do not. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So we'll do stuff in the morning. And uh, we'll do other stuff, but she's just like, she does not want to yeah. be at the Echoplex with uh, loud music. What about Rita? Uh, you know what? Rita might go. I don't know if Rita, I don't know if I really ran it by her yet, mm, but tell, possibly. Tell her my son's going. Yeah, yeah. So possibly <laughs> she might want to go, because especially if some people from work go that she's friends with also. For sure. She might want to go. Yeah. <clears throat> makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right. 23 minutes in. No music. Here we go. So. Uh, was this hard for you to pick these 10 songs? Probably not, right? Pretty no, easy. No, it was fun. Fun time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like a topic where it's just, yeah. you know, it's an easy one. It's simple. Yeah. You know, not a lot of thought has to be put into it. I tried to pick some, I picked a couple obvious ones and then I tried to pick a few ones that might not be so obvious that yeah. I like. Yeah, so. I had to purchase a couple of these. So oh, I had okay. to purchase one, two, three, four. <laughs> five. I had to purchase half of the ones that you're playing, which is fine. That's where the Patreon money goes to. And uh, Tony Greathouse sent me uh, uh, some money via, um, uh, or whatever, via iTunes, whatever. Thank you, Tony. No, via PayPal. And so stuff like that. When I get stuff like that, this is where it goes to. So thank you, Tony Greathouse. And let's get on with it. Remember, the topic is playing games with Pat and Carrie. Probably should have put Carrie's name first because she's a lady, but I didn't. I put my name first, and uh, that's how it's going to be in the artwork. your show. And now I feel bad. I know. So what's your first song? Uh, all right. Well, we're going to kick this off with uh, an obvious one that I think everybody, if if it wasn't one of us didn't pick this, mm-hmm. I think people would be disappointed. Uh, Wicked Game by Chris Isaac, which I did not know that this was not on a full album of his, but only put on a compilation album. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, 1991. And um, I mean, I don't know if you remember the video for this. What a wicked game. <laughs> uh, was that on the beach? Oh, yeah. It's a pretty steamy video. <laughs> um, Excuse me. And I'll always remember that song from the uh, movie Wild at Heart for mm-hmm. some reason, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was in there. Um, and 
Uh, so I always kind of do a little bit of wiki research when I look you, it up. You certainly did more than I have done. Oh, hold for... on, hold on. I'm not right. done. No, I'm not done. Because one of the most interesting parts for me on somebody's wiki page is mm-hmm. when they talk about the personal life, right? And I don't know anything about Chris Isaacs. So no. I was interested to know, you know, who what's, what's his story. So um, he's been a life long bachelor yes i guess yeah other people would know but he uh, he stated and this is the one part about not having kids he said his quote was kids are like sailboats they look good on a sunny day and in the distance but require a lot of maintenance and i just thought that was a really funny yeah, i mean that's spoken like a true bachelor <laughs> yeah yeah um here's what i know about chris isaac great hair true good looking and uh nose job had a nose job oh yeah Wow, so that's got to be some inside knowledge. Look up at no, look up uh, Chris Isaac pre nose job, and you'll oh. see he had a big honking nose. Mm. What they did with his nose made him um, made him handsome. Actually, I didn't. I don't. I don't think he's that good with the old nose. Oh, so this is okay. good. Good job, Chris Isaac. <laughs> now I'm burping and coughing. Oh no, it's the wine. I drank it too fast, and I gargled it. Here's Wicked Game. game sound good mm-hmm. sounded good in the headphones always does patreon people this week's prize is gonna be pulling off the shelf boy george's autobiography called karma uh i've been uh i've been trying to figure out where does this go on my shelf i have them in alphabetical by author so i i think i'm gonna put it under the b because bono's is under b i'm not gonna put it under g no so it's gonna go under boy Yes. It's literally going to be Bono and then Boy George. Yes. How well, colorful is that cover? Mm-hmm. It's great. I love it. I have one copy, and the question is easy, and um, I'm going to be giving that away. So if you want to win prizes, patreon.com forward slash rock solid podcast, $2 a month, you can win a prize. This book is uh, this book's expensive, and you can win it just like that. All right. A lot of promo in this show. Too much promo. All right. So my first song is also one that I think people would think of pretty quickly. It's by the Alan Parsons Project, and it's Games People Play. What? I have a comment on this one. All right. Because <laughs> I have a list of honorable mention songs. Oh, and this was one of them. This was one Obviously of them. Obviously it was. And did you know that it's on the album, it's from the album, A Turn of a Friendly Card, right? Which is also gameplay. But if you look up the, if you look it up, it mm-hmm. says the, it is actually a concept album with its theme focused on gam- the gambling industry and the fate of gamblers. The whole album. The whole album. It's, it's a, a big concept game. album. Big game. All right. Yep. Games people play. People losing money in their houses. And I'd have to look at those lyrics to that whole album. It's probably a very sad album. It may be. But this is a good song, fun song. Stay. Ain't gonna spend the rest of my life 
Alan Parsons does not sing. He has different singers that sit in on the albums. I guess he writes the song. He's a mastermind. It's his project. It says it right there. It's Alan Parsons' project. People just come in and they, they lay yeah. down the vocal. There you go. Good tune. I don't know who sang that one. Neither do I. Idea. I could look it up, but I'm not going to. <laughs> you look it up. Everyone at home, look it up. All right. What's next? So, topic on the topic of the upcoming uh, live, mm -hmm. For What It's Worth. Mm -hmm. For What It's Worth, yeah. I had to pick For What It's Worth by Buffalo Springfield. Now, the song is not about games at all. No, it's not. But, but the title is the title that Murray yeah, has chosen for exactly. his. Exactly. The only music and comedy to game show that matters, for what it's worth. Um, it always reminds me of the movie Forrest Gump when I hear this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and the only other um, stat of note is uh, in 20. 2004, so 20 years ago. 20 years ago? <laughs> oh, I was 40. I know. What? Well, 20 years ago, I was 40. Um, I'm going to be 60, oh, people. got it. Rolling Stone <laughs> magazine ranked this song at number 63 on its list of 500 greatest songs of all time. That's high. So I wonder what the number one song was. Right? I don't know, but 63 is pretty good. 63 is pretty good. It's a great good. song, right? It's top 75. <laughs> yep. It's top 65. Uh, this is remastered, and this is the stereo version. Now, I have to turn up the audio on the board because you want to stop it right start it right from the top i was going to yeah so i don't want to miss any of it so i, I lean over i just i like the way it starts this i know it, i know so I agree. good so i just turned up the volume on the board and now i'm going to click play Ooh, sounds good in the headphones i never listen to music in headphones unless i'm doing the show and then i'm always like i should listen to music in headphones and i don't there's something happening here what it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going I was sending my wife a text to get uh, some oranges. She's out shopping. Um, also, Walker Yule is involved in the show. Correct. He does all the tech. He is the tech guy. Yeah, so we want to give him a shout out. Absolutely. This show doesn't happen on its own. No. There's a lot of people keeping the balls moving. Absolutely, yeah. All right. So just, just so you know, if you come live... You might not see Walker. He's up in the booth. That's what they call it. That's. Uh, I think he's going to be like behind the stage, not up in the booth, but just. <laughs> I call it the booth <laughs> sure. to make I it mean, seem. I might be like beside Walker to keep his score somewhere. But right. I don't think I'm going to be in a booth. No, you're going to be right up on stage. Well, hopefully hit it right somewhere. in the center of the stage. No, no, no. Nope. Spotlight. Nope. They're going to put a spot. They're going to carry one of the scores right now. And they put a big spotlight on you. No, actually, I, get, I just get to hand the scores to Murray. He mm, has to call them I don't out. think so. I'm going yep. to try to, I'm going to text him and tell him it should be different. Mm. Um, what are you going to wear that night? Do you have an outfit picked out? No. Neither do I. I have no idea. I know it will be jeans and uh, shoes. I have no idea. Mine will probably be jeans and shoes too. I have no idea what's up top though. Mm. Maybe, a, maybe a tube top that says rock solid. Not you, me. Okay. That's what I'll wear. All right, this next song is from the uh, the duo who are currently in litigation, Daryl Hall and John Oates. This is from 1982 from their album H2O. That's the one where they're both sweaty and looking at each other. Very strange. If you turn the album on its side, it takes on a whole different connotation. Um, this song is called Guessing Games. So here we go. Do you know this song? Well, I know the album. I should have 
see, with iTunes, I just typed in the word game, and then I got to scroll through um, all the songs. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have even remembered the song, even though I love this song. Like, when it comes up on the H2O album, I love it. Yeah, I recognize it after yeah. I heard it. I guess Daryl Hall feels like John Oates shouldn't be allowed to sing Hall and Oates songs hmm. in on in his solo shows. Like maybe he'll sing something like that Daryl sings. Yeah. Like Sarah Smile or something. He, he has every right to sing this. Are you kidding me? It's mm. crazy, right? Don't I, you think? I feel like yes. I mean, Daryl's singing them. Yeah. It's ridiculous. What a stupid lawsuit. I guess they're done. I just can't. Can't everybody get along? I know. Come I on. mean, I I guess they're done though, right? I mean, there's no way. You can't, how do you get through this? Yeah. Yeah. How do you get through this and then Hall nope. and Oates go tour? Nope. No way. Mm-mm. If you go see Daryl Hall solo, be warned. It does not sound like he just sounded on that record. He does not. <laughs> and he does these vocal runs to try to hide the fact that he's like, mm-hmm. like he does like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's just like, mm-hmm. oh, Christ, sing the song. Aww. It's a three minute pop song. Just sing it. All right. <sighs> Some commentary from me that no one wanted. Uh, all right. Here's one of the ones that cost me a dollar twenty nine because of Carrie's list. I know. Sorry. It's from a band called The Slow Show. Um, from 2019, the last time you were on the show. It is very. It's probably. I think it's my most recent song that I brought today. Um, they're a British indie pop band. They get compared often to the National. They're quite mellow, mm-hmm. and I actually find the lead singer's voice sounds a little bit like the lead singer from the national um and it's from an album called less than learn and the song is called losers game losers game here we go That's going to be Mike Siegel's theme song this Saturday. Oh, no. He loses the that game. The trash talk begins. I know. I'm going to lose. <laughs> I feel bad. I'm going to lose. So most recently when I saw Daryl Hall solo, his opening act was this next gentleman, Todd Rundgren. Todd has, he produced a, a Hall & Oates album, an early one, and um, Todd sounded great. Uh, Daryl did. Um... This is from Todd's 1989 album called Nearly Human. Uh, human. And uh, <laughs> human. And this is called The Waiting Game. Do you know this song? I might want to hear it. <laughs> you might. Here we go. No, no, no. Every time that I fall for that same old trick, I punish myself with the same stick. I want to believe it's so badly to see.
waiting game. Have you heard that? I, maybe. Yeah, like it's it was one, one of, the, of those songs that it's I like feel one like one of those like maybe I've heard it. <clears throat> it was good. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I didn't mind it at all. <laughs> um, I bought uh, my friend Tammy, who I work with, uh, a Best of Todd Rundgren CD for Christmas because she loved the song "Hello, It's Me," mm. and I'm like, oh, then you're gonna love probably at least ten of these fourteen songs on the CD because mm-hmm. there's like a there's definitely like if I was making a mixtape for someone. I could make you a great a Todd Rundgren mixtape that you would like every song. Now, would I give you a Todd Rundgren album and say you'll love this? Probably not, because it's always a mixed bag for me. Hmm. Some are good, some are very experimental, some mm-hmm. have one good song, etc. Good. Anyway. Did you get any feedback from her? Did she like? She it? said she liked it. All right. You know, she could be lying. You know, <laughs> what's she going to say? Oh, thank you for the present. I hated it. It was terrible. It's hard. Yeah. I, I only it. liked one song on the liked whole one thing. Song. I know that she did comment that she liked uh, We Gotta Get You a Woman. Okay. She really liked that song. Got it. All right. Mm. She said, oh, I like that first song a lot. Maybe she only listened to the first song. <gasps> and then she like, rejected. Then I also got her a CD in her wheelhouse, Frankie Cosmos. So. Okay. And she loved that one. Okay. Well, there you go. I mean, yeah. you did something right. <laughs> I'm trying to do good work. Okay. Uh, What's your next one? Oh, so when I was going to do this podcast, I just um, told my kids and I checked in with them and I said, hey, give me a song. What? You know, give me one song from yeah. you guys. And so they both texted me separately and they both gave me a number of songs similarly. So okay. one of them was Games People Play by Alan's Parsons Project. Okay, all right. Uh, but I thought you would play that. Yes. So I didn't well, choose you were, it. You were right. Um, there's another song that they put on there that I think you're going to play later. Okay, don't say it. So it's on my honorable mention right. list. And Probably if you don't play it. play it, you're going to hear about it. All right. Um, and so they both actually said um, the song by ABBA called The Name of the Game. I think it's pronounced ABBA. Just like Lady Gaga. Yeah, Lady Gaga and ABBA. ABBA. All right. So Abba-ba. it's from the ABBA, the album that was released in 1977. Now, the album. This is the, oh, geez. It's called The Album. The album is called The Album. Do you need to top up on your wine? Are you okay over there? Look at that. Mine's it's almost done. I did eat some food, though. So Okay. Before this. Good. I ate a big sweet potato. Oh, that sounds yum. yeah. And then I ate uh, ate some pasta. Oh, you're, or pasta, wow. as I pronounce it. <laughs> of course, you do. How do you say pasta in French? Uh, de pâte. That's not, not mm, fancy. No, I know no, nothing, nothing big, no. nothing great. It's pas baguette. You know when it's a baguette. Wait, I'm not done. So on the so this is their fifth album. They re- this song was originally called "A Bit of Myself." Okay, not the name of the game. All right, interestingly. And uh, during the music video for this, the four members of the group are shown playing a board game called <clears throat> Fear Spell, which is Scandinavian version of Parchesi. Parchesi? Parchesi? Parchesi. Parchesi, yeah. 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 Right. So it's game. So it's really game related. It's really game related. We go deep. Games, We're going one. deep. <laughs> yeah. I do like the uh, the album cover of the album. Oh, what do you like about it? It's just like the silhouette of people, right? Um, no, it's colorful. Like it's... But, uh, the drawn colors. Yeah, of yeah, people. yeah, yeah. I think I like that. It's abstract, right? Yeah. Okay. I like it. I like it better than the one of them just sitting in a helicopter. Sure. It's kind of boring. Mm-hmm. All right. The name of the game. The name of the game. Is for what it's worth.
you like that most recent ABBA album? Voyage? Is that what it's called? I don't know if I've given it. I have not given it a good listen. Okay. So, yeah. All right. In all fairness. You think they'll release another one? Or you think they got it out of their system? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. All right. So this song popped up again when I typed in the word game in my iTunes library. Bay City Rollers song popped up. I'm like, oh, I don't play the Bay City Rollers hardly ever. <laughs> so th- this is a, the title track from the album called It's a Game. I believe this was a single too. And the song, of course, is called It's a Game. So let's hear what the Bay City Rollers are bringing. That is what I love about this type of episode. When you just look for a song with the word game, and you yeah. go, I haven't heard something like that in a while. Yeah. And you, it makes you pick songs that you maybe wouldn't have otherwise chosen. I agree. You so, are you are 100% correct. Yeah, you get a real variety of music. So fun. I'm so looking fun. at the list. No friends of the show yet, but I think I got a couple friends of the show coming up in the list, in my list. So. Oh, okay. Try to figure it out at home, people. <laughs> All right. This next one, this one's the one that needs some explanation to it me. It stumped you, huh? This one's stumped me. All right. This is lot. But by the way, it made me start watching a documentary on the band the other night. <gasps> I didn't know there was a documentary on yeah, this Yeah, yeah. I found it on Amazon Prime. And oh. uh, and I got about halfway through it so far. All right. And Pilar was like, I didn't know that all those songs were sung by this band. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's what these documentaries are mm-hmm. cool. Because almost every British Invasion band has, if they're not the Beatles or the Stones or the Kinks or the Who... All those bands have easily like five solid hit songs that you're like, yes. Yeah. So. For sure. I tip the hat a little bit. Go ahead. You continue. All right. There's a lot to unpack here. So uh, the song that Pat is talking about, um, or the band that Pat's talking about is The Hollies. Mm -hmm. um, And the song is Carrie Ann. Now, can I interrupt and tell you how they got their name? Yes, please. (laughs) This is in the documentary. They They were getting ready to be, to go on stage to perform live somewhere. And the guy's like. What, how do I introduce you? And they're like, they said, uh, we're the deadbeats. And the guy's like, no, that's not going to work. And he's like, give me something else. So they just thought it was, it was around Christmas time and they love Buddy Holly. So you're thinking Buddy Holly and then Christmas Holly. And they just said the Hollies. It was just like that. Yeah. It was just like off the top of, it was just like on a whim. Wow. The Hollies. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. All right, go ahead. Yes. I interrupted so, you. The no. song is called Carrie Ann. If the song is called Carrie Ann. Your name is Carrie. My name is Carrie Ann. <gasps> oh, I'm joking. It's no. spelled exactly like this. Exactly the same. A-N-N-E. Yes. All right. And it was released in 1967. 
I was born in 1970. So I've asked my parents, I said, how did you guys come up with my name? Mm-hmm. My mom says, oh, I think your dad chose that name for you from the song from the Hollies. And then when I asked my dad, he says, no. So somebody's not telling the truth. I believe your mom. <laughs> I'm going to believe uh, your mom. But the lyrics in the song are, hey, Carrie Ann, what's your game now? Can anybody play? There you go. Okay. Um, so I, I don't have a game that I play. No, but you but, score keep for uh, a game. <laughs> I do. Hey, Carrie Ann, what's the score for that game? <laughs> Um, but so the introduction uh, of this song has vocal ar- harmonies that really sound a lot like the Beach Boys and were influenced by them. Um, and what I found interesting when I did the wiki search on it was what this song is actually about. So the story uh, of Carrie Ann um, started with um, it was for Marianne Faithful. Mm. And we'd all seen her and we all wanted her. She wow. was a deliciously sexy young Catholic schoolgirl with all of the baggage that comes along with that. Holy cow. We loved Marianne, and she actually came on the road with the Hollies for a month or so. We tried to find a name that was kind of similar to Marianne, and one that would not give the game away, shall we say. Why didn't they just, yeah, so they didn't want to call it Marianne. All right. Carrie Ann sounds cool. Let's hear it. Oh, that is Beach Boy-like for sure. When we were at school, our games were simple. I played a janitor, you played a monitor. Then you played with older boys and prefects. What's the attraction in what they're doing? All right. Now, since you mentioned Marianne, it made me think of one of my favorite Marshall Crenshaw songs called Marianne. And that made me think of an email exchange that I recently had with Marshall. Now, let me give some backstory. Mm -hmm. So the last time he was on the show, that was his third time on. And he sent me an email. Like, I have his personal email. Like, I have his email. So he emailed me and he just said, uh, he goes, hey, he goes, I've really enjoyed my three conversations with you. He goes, I really feel like uh, they were, you know, representative of me and you really know my music and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then he ended it with, I consider you a pal. And so, um, you know, I said, appreciate it. And and then when I had him on the show, like after we were done, I said, when are you, when are you coming to the West Coast? And he said, at the end of the year, which that didn't happen in 2023. But the West Coast tour dates are now set for 2024. He's going to be here in February. So that's my chance to email him and say, hey, mm-hmm. you know, I say this, I email him and I say, Marshall, so excited to see you are finally coming to Los Angeles in February. I would love to get a plus one and say hello in person if possible. I love the Alex Theater. Happy New Year, Pat. So then I get an email response and in the heading, in the subject heading, he sends this to me and his assistant, I guess, Julie or tour manager or whatever. In the subject heading, it says, another freeloader. No. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, Oh, did he not mean send that to me? Well, I opened it. So I opened up the email 
And then inside the email, it says, actually, this guy is legit. And he put, please put him plus one on the list for the Alex. Thanks, Marshall. So then I respond to that. Do you? Yeah. Oh. Let me find it. Let me find it. Wait. I'm getting very uncomfortable I put, right now. Don't get uncomfortable. <laughs> I said, LOL, dot, dot, dot. That's my favorite kind of humor. And I said, thanks, Marshall and Julie. See you soon, Pat. And then he responds and he put, I sent that to you in all caps, like Y-O-U with a question mark. And then he put, no, dot, dot, dot. And then he put, I meant to send it to my tour manager. Anyway, yeah, it was meant to be jocular. See you at the show. Okay. So I don't know if I was supposed to, I don't think I was supposed to get no, it. I would guess no. But, but, but we've um, all done that, right? I mean, yes, I'm sure I have. Me. Yes. But um, but yeah, I just had to, I had to comment. <laughs> And Good. so I did. Well, and, so, and, then, and you made a cool. joke out of it. I think yeah. that was probably the best way you could have handled it. When I see it. him, he'll probably apologize when I see him, but he doesn't need to because <laughs> uh, I thought it was funny uh, either way. Mm-hmm. So, all right. My next one is Steve Winwood from the album Talking Back to the Night. You know the song? No, but I, well, I probably do. I think I have, I might have this one on vinyl. I have a, a number of Steve Winwood albums on vinyl, so I really like is, him. Yeah, me too. This song is called Still in the Game, and it was a hit. Minor, partial hit. talks about the singles it's always hard to figure out what's going on here because it has like us then has usac which is adult contemporary and then it has us main Hmm. Uh, mainstream rocks the music chart billboard magazine okay well here's here's the deal this song went to number 47 in us that must just be the top that's the top 100 but on the us uh mainstream rock chart that went to number eight oh higher than i would have yeah, so a partial, a minor hit, mm-hmm. as I said before. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. that's it. That's all I got. Got it. Nothing else. I can never. Um, so I have a route. Um, well, probably roughly, roughly a thousand vinyl records. So I can never a remember a thousand vinyl records. <laughs> yeah, I can never really remember. Do I have that one? Don't I have that one? There's certain artists that I really like a lot that I try to get all of their albums, but I do track them all in an app. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to doing an episode like this, I can search the word game in you that can. app, and it'll tell me what of my albums Very nice. have um, songs with with the word game in it. So that's fun for me because I'll go, oh, I haven't heard that album in a while and um so it inspires me to pick songs from there kind of it's funny as i get older and i look around this room and i see all the the you know my my vinyl i've you know i have a i have a baby mm-hmm. 150 maybe 200 vinyl albums but i have a ton of cds and when i look around i'm like There's probably cds here that i will never listen to again mm. before i mm-hmm. before my demise i know it's weird right <laughs> Yeah. So I do go through them, and if there's something that like I'm like I have it in my iTunes, but I'm never gonna pull this physical CD. I'm never gonna pull this out mm-hmm. and put it in any machine that plays a CD. The car, computer, whatever. Then I then I kind of weed it out. Do you? Yeah, mm-hmm. I do. But it's 
but then sometimes it's one where I'm like, yeah, but if but I have all this, band, I have all the Meatloaf albums, so if I don't if I pull this one, I don't have them all anymore. Yeah, it's true. You're a completist. I'm a completist. Yeah, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and um, you know sometimes it just feels good to be surrounded by these physical things that you can pull yeah, off a I'm, shelf I'm and walled look in. at. Yeah, I like it. Um, I feel like it's my hard copy too. Like let's say mm-hmm. I lost my iTunes library. Look, I don't want to load all these back in again, mm-hmm. but I could if I wanted to. Yeah. So. And the thing for me, I'm really just obsessed with listening to full albums. So, yes, me too. you know, leaving for two months, you know this because mm-hmm. you know what I brought with me is I brought my little Bose CD player and I bought 75 CDs because I love listening to full albums. And, yeah. um, and so I would just want to keep doing that even though I'm not at home, but... Yeah. Yeah, I still like the album listening experience. You know, listen to it, mm-hmm. as Murray would say, T to B. Yep. I just love that. Exactly. And you brought, did you say how many CDs you like brought with 75 you? 75. And you have, a, you have a Bose Wave sound mm-hmm. system that yeah. you brought. Which, but it's just like a little, yeah. It's not little, though. It's kind of, I mean, it's not giant, but it's like, it's, it's <laughs> no. substantial. Yeah. I brought, there's a couple of things from home I had to bring with me. That and my... Nespresso coffee maker. Yeah. So and, and essentials. I to- and I said, if there's any CDs here that you want to listen to, just go grab one and listen to it. Yeah. 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 So there's a ton of stuff in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but put it back in the correct spot, please. No. I'm really diligent about being in alphabetical order. So. Yeah. It's in. It's in. It's alphabetical by artist. And when we do that, Brian Adams is not in the B's. God no. He's in Adam. He's under Adams. Yes. It goes A C D C. And then Brian Adams on my shelf. I have As nothing it between. Should, yeah. yeah. What do you do with Daryl Hall and John Oates? Um, I still call them Hall and Oates. So you put it under H. I put it under H. I think I might put mine under D. D. But. Yeah, it's under H. Because no one calls them. I know like on all the spines and on the covers, it it's Daryl Hall and John Oates. Mm-hmm. But no one ever says, yeah. maybe DJs had to say it back in the day, but everyone says Hall and Oates mm-hmm. and it sounds better. And then what about John Cougar Mellencamp and John Mellencamp? Like, he switched those. Like He did. And he, I have him under the M's. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Even the John Cougar ones. Okay. And I think it's the first CD I have of his is under, it's called Little Johnny Cougar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Still but, under uh, the M's. Still under the M's. Yeah, because they're all in order and they're under the M's. <laughs> Oh, so uh, did, then do you put the um, artists chronologically by album release date? Yeah, yeah. It's a chronological. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh-huh. What, are you crazy? Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Like the cars would be the self-titled and then the last album would be Move Like This. Of, of course. course. <laughs> of course. That's why I was having such trouble with where to put Boy George, but we figured it out pretty quickly. Yeah. Okay. So did you just play Carrie Ann? No, I played Still in the Game. Oh, right. Yeah. So we're back to you. Back to me. All right. Um, okay. This is a band that. Um, I'm going to dedicate this song to Mike Siegel. Did you have to buy this one? Because <laughs> of course I did. I can't imagine you would add this one. I didn't. Um, this, this band um, is a punk rock slash power pop band. They were formed in 2008. They're out of Brooklyn, New York. They only have three albums that they released. I found one of them. Um, I found the CD of one of them. Um, in uh, in one of my record stores that I like to go to in Calgary, and I'm still looking for the other two. Um, and the song is called "Loser in the Game" by the band called Nude Beach. And the album is called Two. Two released in 2012. So it's the second album. It is. Here we go. From Mike Siegel. 
you know, what's great about this is someone's going to hear this and go, oh, I love that band. I've listened to them for years. And then someone's going to go, what the hell is that? I got to go find that. Yeah. And I, I, there's a number of other songs of theirs that I really like. One that I've played on repeat over and over and over. So, um, yeah, yeah, I like their stuff. I wish they had more, sadly, but they don't. So when you go to the CD store and you're, and you're looking, do you have a list with you of things to look for? Yeah, I always have a very long list that I just kind of... Um, yeah, I always have a thing yeah, that I'm. And then, as you're as you're, you know, flipping through, when you when you see it, uh, you're like, you're like, are you kidding me? No, no, because you're so excited. No, always, no, you're not excited because I'm like, oh, it's okay. Now is it in good quality? Oh yeah, right. Is it in good? What, is a CD ever not in good quality? Oh, I was more thinking vinyl when you said oh, that. Oh, vinyl. Okay. Yeah, yes, like, you're right. You're right. I've had some like, oh, well, I've been looking for this so long, and then you look at it, and you're like. Mm doesn't pass the scratch test that's why i like cds are virtually (laughs) anything yeah um i remember i was looking for um ario speedwagons it might be their sixth album it's just called reo and it's like it's got cow print and the reo is like um what do you call it Uh, um when you branded yeah branded into Mm -hmm. so i didn't own that and i was looking for it and i'm at a ucd store and i leaf through it and i pull it out i'm like yes and i open it up and the cd is not in there oh and I took up, I took it up to the guy, and I'm like, "Is the CD behind the counter?" Or do you? He's like, "No, no, someone must have stolen it." I'm like, Fuck "Darn it, damn it!" I know, but, but now I own it. But it's fun to have something to hunt for, right? Yeah. So, and I love crate digging. I could do that. Now all I have this. Are your Speedwagon the early years box set, 1971 to 1977? Oh. So now I have it all. <laughs> That's from Cherry Red Records. Mm. If you're an Are your Speedwagon fan, they have two of these box sets. It covers their whole entire career. Pick these up. All right, more promotion for something that I didn't need to promote. <clears throat> okay, here comes the first song from Friend of the Show, drummer for Kansas, Phil Ehart. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I've, I've said, look, I've, sometimes I tell the stories over and over because there might be a new listener that hasn't listened to 750 episodes, so they don't know this story. But uh, I interviewed Phil Ehart. He did not want to have... His camera on, fine. I've had a handful of guys that don't want to have their camera on, and it's fine. I'd rather you have your camera on, Andy Summers, and Slim Jim Phantom, and Steve Howe, and Joan Armitrading. I would rather you have your camera on, but if you don't, it's okay. But then I just have to, like, if I can see you, I can see that you're enjoying yourself, or I can see that you know that I know what I'm doing. But when you have to listen for it, it's a little bit trickier. You gotta like, okay, am I, is he liking it? Are they enjoying it? So anyway, um, I have I have Phil Ehart's phone number in my cell phone still. And um, when they come to town, I'll text him and go, can I get in the show? And he'll, get, and he'll you know, sometimes he goes, mm, we're, we're at max, whatever. But anyway, so because I had his phone number and he had my phone number in case there was, you know, a situation or he was late or whatever, he had my phone number. So. The day after I interviewed him, my phone rings, and I see it's Philly Hart. Now, in my head, I think, he said something on the podcast, and he wants me to edit it. Okay, fine. I can't think of what he said, but okay. So I go, hey, Phil, Pat Francis. He's like, hey, Pat, um, I just wanted to tell you that uh, that interview yesterday was the best interview I had ever done. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You've been interviewed... You've been doing interviews for 45 years. 
It couldn't possibly be your best one. But I just, you know, but I'm not going to say that. I said, oh, Phil, that's, he goes, yeah, I just, I had to call you. It was really, I really felt that that was my best interview I've ever done. And I was just like, I was floored by that. But it was uh, high praise. And you can find the Phil Ehart episode out there. And then uh, you can let me know if it was uh, his best interview ever. But uh, very nice of him to say that. I like that guy already just because he did yeah, that. Yeah, so you I know? appreciated it. So anyway, that's a little bit of patting myself on the back. But it's just, it's a true story and it happened and that's how that guy feels. And so be it. So I'm going to play a Kansas song from the album Vinyl Confessions from 1982. Now, this is after, um, oh, what's his name? What's the original singer's name? Steve, um, oh boy, this is where I... I get a brain fart. I'm no help to you here. <laughs> uh, no, I, don't, I can't think. What's his name? Steve. I'll look it up when the song's playing. Uh, but this is the first album with a replacement singer. His name was John Elefante. And I actually saw this tour because Cheap Trick was touring and opening for Kansas. And uh, now I got to look up there. I can't believe I cannot remember his name. But this song is Play the Game Tonight. And it's bigger than your life But it's only what you're hearing Will you still remember When the morning light has come Will the songs be playing All right, so that's John Elefante on lead vocals. He stuck around for two albums. Then original vocalist Steve Walsh came back. Apologies to Steve Walsh. And as far as Phil Ehart goes, he has been the drummer from the beginning, and he's still with the band. So that's your original member when you go see them. Yeah. All right, what did you think of that song? You've heard that song before, right? Yeah, it sounded great. Yeah, mm-hmm. it sounded good in the headphones. Yeah, I, I, I can't tell you when I last heard that song. <laughs> All right, here's a song I did not have to purchase. Oh, but, but you I, had this song? I did, yeah, because... Um, don't don't give it away. <laughs> I won't, but like, um, this might have been in one of Siegel's um, ah. C- CD. He had like, a, okay. he, had a, he had a bunch of best ofs. I think he had a best of by this band, Got so it. I had this song. Okay, great. So this wasn't, this was a last minute sub in. I was going to go with the Lady Gaga. Okay. Gaga song, um, Love Game. From the album The Fame, which I love that whole album. Um, This is her debut album, released in 2008. Um, I saw Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now you got me saying it. It's better than Kaka. (laughs) I saw Lady Gaga. Radio uh, Gaga. In Vancouver. Okay. uh, For her Master Ball tour in 2009 with Jackie. Do you remember Jackie? She was with me. Yeah, she's just your friend Jackie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you've met Jackie. And she was was in the Zoom room once while you played Name That Tune. And she uh, looked bored. Because if you're not playing, if you're not playing, it's not that fun if you're just watching from behind the person playing. But anyway, Uh, good sport. So so we went to this concert together and that was originally I was going to put that song in. And then I thought, well, there's a few listeners out there that would be really disappointed if I didn't pick a Depeche Mode song because they all know I'm a big fan of Depeche Mode. It's Depeche. Depeche Modi? Yeah. (laughs) 
Mode. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when I Googled Depeche Mode game song, I mean, the song Master and Servant came up, which makes me uncomfortable even just saying that. Yeah. Because what's the game they're playing? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, at first. That's the, a naughty game, Karen. The Lady Gaga song, right? Love game. She's mm-hmm. like talking about, uh, I want to dance on your disco stick or whatever that is. I'm like, oh, that's terrible. I don't oh, want to do that. But then I went and picked Master and Service by Depeche Mode. Which... Well, dancing on a disco stick, that's right up there with Love Gun by Kiss. That's pretty not great. <laughs> Those lyrics. Right. I don't know. But, um, so this, I picked this song. Okay, what's and this song then, about? well. The subject matter is related to, I'm not going to go into detail, just let's just say sex. Okay. But, but it has an underlying political theme that is often overlooked. And when I (laughs) thought- So does Love Gun. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. When I thought of it through that lens, I'm like, oh, I see. I get it. I see what's happening here. But I'm not going to lie. 1984, when this song came out, if it came on, I would get uncomfortable. Just like I remember driving- Do you you get uncomfortable now? (laughs) You picked this song. (laughs) I know. All right. Am I blushing? But like, I remember being a teenager driving with my dad, listening to the Purple Rain soundtrack. Oh yeah. And the song "Darling Nikki" would come on, and I'd just be like, "Please be over. Please be over." You and you couldn't. uh, It was a cassette tape. Well, it was. I think it might have been CD by then. You could just. Why didn't you skip it? I just kind of just sat there and froze. I would just skip it. <laughs> right. Yeah. But anyways, um, this is from the 1984 album called Some Great Reward. Okay. By Depeche Mode. And yeah, I mean, I, I love Depeche Mode, all all of it. So. And it's called? Master and Servant. Do they say game within the... Yes, they do. Okay. Domination is the name of the game. Oh, boy. So you're so uncomfortable, you want me to cut it off right now. I know. I, I believe it was banned somewhere. Really? For, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. But anyway. All right. Coming up next, friend of the show. Now, look, I was super excited to get this person on the show. I worked so hard to get her on the show. And uh, she did not want to talk about... She, this album wasn't out yet. And she didn't want to talk about her, her, um, her past catalog... And somehow she agreed to just come on and talk about Christmas music. And this is Liz Fair. And at the end of that, and I could tell she really had fun. I swear to God, I could just see the glint in her eyes. She had a blast. Um, we were, I was joking. She was liking it. It felt good. It felt it might, it might have felt flirtatious at times to me. Uh, don't tell my wife. Um and she promised that she would come back when her new album came out. She would come back. Oh, she had a book out at that time. That's what she was promoting. And uh, she promised when her new album come out came out, we would talk about that and her past career. But then I just could not make it happen. So I did get her on the show once. Very happy that I did. And this is from the album that eventually came out in 2021. The album is called Soberish. And this song is called The Game. Thank you, Liz Fair. I appreciate it. Remember, do you how many times I've called your name? 
go out to get there but that's it the game i really liked that yeah how's the rest of the album it's good it's yeah. a really good album yeah yeah okay. i like it i actually have it on vinyl on blue vinyl nice yeah i'm a sucker for the colored vinyl uh, always mm -hmm. it's fun yeah it's a lot of fun now i have the window open and the fan on are you too cold or are you comfortable i am perfect how cold is it in calgary okay we need to have this discussion <laughs> what we What's had going on? a really nice mild December in Calgary. It was fantastic when I was there. Mm -hmm. And then I knew I was coming down here and I did the drive and mm -hmm. we really didn't have a ton of snow. Mm -hmm. Got through Montana, not a lot of snow. There was probably a little bit more snow in Utah wow. than here. Finally get here and then we go into what well, we, um, Calgary goes into a deep freeze. Goes to minus 40 Celsius. Oh Do you know what God. that is in Fahrenheit? No. It's minus 40 Fahrenheit. <laughs> which sounds crazy yeah, but if weird. you google it um the way that the curves the temperature curves um go it, they actually intersect at minus 40 so minus 40 celsius is minus 40 okay. fahrenheit which is crazy when it's that cold does your car start um not always do your pipes freeze there's always a risk yeah i mean some people <laughs> have problems oh you can get frostbite in minutes um what? It's, it's miserable the roads so icy so actually in alberta do I you mean, put chains on the tires no we I mean, everybody will have winter tires on mm -hmm. uh, and we don't you know salt won't work at those temperatures okay. so often um it's actually like small little gravel pebbles all right um so yeah what a mess it is it is sad like it's hard it's cold and so yeah you really have to make like when the bad weather's coming you got to go do all the shopping and make sure you're stocked up I mean, it's not. That well, I mean, bad. who wants to go out in minus forty? But you usually, yeah, you don't, you don't go out much. Yeah, yeah. You be careful with your pets. Yeah, they cannot be out long at all. No. Um, do they even want to go out? Do you have a dog? Uh, no, I do not. Okay. Do you have a cat? No, no, no. pets for me. Okay. So I would think the cat, uh, the dog wouldn't even want to go out. They'd be like, no, no way. Yeah, no, the dog. Yeah, they no. do not go out for long. Yeah, pee right they here go on the very floor. quick. Um, wow. and then the wind. If you add the wind chill, like, yeah, it's it's. Very cold. Bitter cold is what my mom calls it. Yeah. Bitter so, cold. I mean, I kind of left at the right time. Yeah. I think the cold snap is just um, ending here in the next day or two. And it's freezing good. here right now. Oh, but I, to me, it was awesome. I loved it. Yeah. I get, I get, so, up, I get up in the morning today and it was like 41 degrees. Yeah. And I'm like, this is, I don't want this. It's yeah. too cold. No, I like That's it not 41 below. It's just 41. But I'm like, no. Yeah. There yeah. was frost on my windshield. Last mm. week, because it was like 36, and there was frost. I'm like, are you kidding me? Mm. This isn't supposed to happen. Yeah, yeah. Did you <clears throat> did you do this little chat right now as a segue to my next song? Because it's kind of perfect. <laughs> it is kind of perfect. <laughs> I had to purchase this one. Of course you, you did. You know, this guy's not a nice guy. Uh, I don't know a, if he's not. kind of a crank. Well, I, yeah, I can read a little bit from yeah, his super wiki, Super cranky. And I think he's on, what, his ninth wife, and she's super young. I'm going to talk about that. Yes, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Uh, hey. <laughs> um, so the song is uh, Winter Games by David Foster from his album The Symphony Sessions in 1988 um, and he actually uh, wrote the song for the 1988 
Calgary Winter Olympics. Oh, I'm sure he'll tell you all about so. it too if you ask him. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, everybody probably knows he also did St. Elmo's Fire. You were right about the marriages, um, but it was not nine. It was five. Five, okay, okay. <laughs> um, but here's what the other part that I thought was really, well, I mean, just interesting facts, right? You read things about people, yeah. and you're like, oh my gosh. So... In 1992, he's driving on the PCH when his car struck actor and dancer Ben. Ben Vereen. Yeah. Okay. Which, um, then if you go to Ben Vereen's wiki, um, it says about his personal life. Hold on. Let me find that. Um, Oh, my gosh. It's right here. (laughs) In 1992, so that time, Vereen suffered three accidents in one day. His car hit a tree, causing him to hit his head on the roof of the car. Then he suffered a stroke while he was walking on a Malibu highway, apparently veering into the road. And finally, as a result of that, he was struck by a car driven by record producer David Foster. After the first accident, don't you stay in the house? Right. No, no, but that happened all in one, like, sequence. Oh, like in a sequence. like in the day. Like his... His car but hit like the tree. But like in a row, like yes. So his car hit the tree. He hit his head. He gets out of the car. He gets out of the car. Suffered a stroke, stroke and then gets hit. Then starts wandering along the highway and gets hit by David Foster. How old do you know? How old he was when this happened, Ben Vereen? I don't. I mean, that happened in '92, and he looks like he was born in '46. So. I mean, you're getting your calculator out. Well, yeah. I I mean, I should be able to figure it out. But like, Uh, okay, so 1992 (laughs) minus 46. I mean, he would have been 40. Yeah. He's not old. He's not old at all. He's he's 46. He's 14 years younger than me. That's a lot. Did he? Is he still alive? Did he die eventually? Uh, I think he's still with us. All right, good. Yeah, he's still with us. Sadly, so is David Foster. (laughs) I know. But but this song is such an uplifting like. It brings, you know, positive memories and good vibes. All right. It makes me kind of cheery. So All right. apparently, Winter game. apparently it's, a, it's an instrumental. It is. Yeah. And apparently they also, this is one of the songs they play with the um, fireworks at the Bellagio in Las Vegas. All right. I don't know. He's probably making some mailbox money when they do that. Who knows? Winter games. What a winter game. No. <laughs> Wrong. Kind of jazzy. bring up a good point pat um that you know i don't know a lot of david foster's history um but now that you've told me it's a bit crummy crummy. like i really struggle with still liking the music when i don't really respect the artist in a way for some stuff you know it's difficult um it's tough and so do you pick and choose because i know there's some that you're like i'm out it's right. so difficult. Like I'm look, I'm totally out on Michael Jackson. Although mm-hmm. on a recent episode when we had Thriller versus Purple Rain, I do love PYT. I just love that. And I like I I do want to hear some Michael Jackson songs, you know. I like them. Black and White, I like Dirty Diana. I like some of them. But I don't own I don't 
own any physical Michael Jackson CDs or albums. I did when I was a kid. I was a big Jackson 5 fan. Um, I could not purchase the Thriller album. I had a listener send it to me because I wasn't going to purchase it, but I knew someone had it and someone mm-hmm. would send it to me. And I did not delete it from my iTunes library. I did leave it in there. Um, I do not care for Ted Nugent as a person, but I do think his first you know, five 70s rock albums are still pretty great. Haven't listened to them recently, but I do still own those. It's difficult. Can't mm-hmm. watch a Woody Allen movie. Fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard. Yeah, it's a judgment call almost, right? It's like, hard. Kind of gotta. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I just think, you know, whatever. It's yeah. hard. But I but, like but look, awesome. everyone. I mean, but all I mean, all the seventies rockers, you know, slept with underage mm-hmm. girls. They did. The groupies would come, and they were fifteen or whatever. And, you know, then when you're a dad and then you have a kid, like Rita's 19 and she's way too young to be going to see Jimmy Page in his tour bus. No, thank Mm -hmm. you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, you know, then you have to compare it with that. And it's just like, it's too much. Yeah. And these are the stories we know. Imagine the ones we don't know. I know. The ones we don't know. It's (laughs) awful. So, Mm -hmm. but it's hard. You got to put either got to put blinders on. Like, I'm not, I'm never not going to listen to Led Zeppelin, I don't think. I mean, what, I mean, and then, but you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's a, the it's groupies say they wanted right? to be there. That doesn't make it right for the guys to let them be there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, no, we mm-hmm. wanted to be there. I know you did, but they should have said, go away. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a cut of, hey, look, I don't understand why Rob Lowe gets a fucking pass. That guy really, that really bothers me. He's got a podcast, he's always on TV shows. That guy slept with underage girls and videotaped them. And but he's like seems mm. to still be like the boy next door. He gets he gets a wild pass, mm. and I don't understand why. So mm. I'm not a fan. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Sorry. Let, let me st- hold on. I'm gonna get. <laughs> okay, I'm stepping off my soapbox. Awesome. All right. So um, you did ask though. I was curious. Yeah, because I struggle with that too, though. <clears throat> yeah. Really, I mean, oh, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. What's the age difference between? David Foster and his new wife, Catherine McPhee. Mm. I don't know. I didn't look you that up. You don't know? Okay. Let no. me, I, I don't want to know, to I, be honest. I gotta look it up. <laughs> don't do it. I gotta uh, look it up. Why? Because, we don't want to know, do we? It's so ridiculous. Well, I don't understand why a Catherine McPhee wants to saddle herself with a, a super old guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she's she's 39. And she married David Foster in 2019. So that's five years ago. So she was 34. And David Foster right now is 74. So five years ago, he was 69. And she was 34. I mean. What do you think a reasonable age gap is? Like 10, 15? Do you think that's anything more than that's not good? Um, like I kind of, if you're old enough to be their parent or young, <laughs> yeah, like, if you're old enough to be their parent, it's not good. No, now look, it's not good. So, okay. So someone's 20 and someone's 35. I mean, it sounds, it sounds like a lot at that point, but then when it's 25 and 40, it's, I don't know. What if you're 40 and 55? 40 and 55 sounds sound okay. But I mean, 50 and 65. does that mean it's creepy for the 20 years until you get to the proper age? Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You raised some really good questions, Pat. I mean, let me see something. I'm going to look up oh, something no. else. Yeah, oh, I'm looking no. up something else. I want to find out something. 
Let's see something. My 70s crush. Like if I could, like if you could go back in time, my 70s crush is Carly Simon. Always. So right now she's 80. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be 60. So she's 20 years older than me. But if I thought when I was 30 and that I could have tracked down a 50-year-old Carly Simon and made that happen, not sleeping, dating, whatever, made that happen, I would have, yeah, Yeah. that sounds okay to me. (laughs) I'm 30 and Carly Simon's 50. And by the way, Google Carly Simon 50 images, fantastic. Mm. Still looks amazing. But the thing is now, I don't want to be married to an 80-year-old. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Of course. I don't want to be married to an 80-year-old Yeah. at this age. I don't want to be married to someone that's 20 years older than me. I never dated young women. I always dated, I dated younger women by like a year or two, and that was it. Mm-hmm. I was never, I'm always interested in someone of my own age because you have reference points. You have things to mm-hmm. talk about. Yeah. What am I going to talk about with someone that's younger than me? Yeah, I'm the same. You know what I mean? I mean. You can fake it for a little bit, but then you're going to be like, oh, I'm bored with what they're saying, and they've got to be bored with what I'm saying. <laughs> and then the physical thing. You're, okay, we're going to stop right no, there. No, 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 no. I'm just saying <laughs> you're, you know, if if I was married to someone 20 years younger than me, it might be okay right now, but in. 20 years, I'm going to be 80. And I, they're going to be still looking good. Yeah, you know what I mean? I, like, I like to age. I like to age with the person I'm with. You know what I mean? Then yeah. you can joke about it and you can, you know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. Sure. And you you know what I mean? But when there's a wild, di- it's just, I don't know. I think I got too deep in the woods. <laughs> you are. It's fine. Can I top up your wine for you? <laughs> feels like I, feels, feels like I thought about it way too much. You did. But you seriously, did. before I met Pilar, if I could go back in a time machine and I could Aww. find that Carly Simon who's 50. Count me Aww. in. Count me in. All the way. All right. Whose turn is it? I think it's you. Didn't we just do winter games? Yeah. I'm all, um, <laughs> I'm all jazzed up on Carly Simon right now. All right. Um... This is not a friend of the show because he wasn't the drummer of this band at the time. But this is Ramones. Kind of goes along with what uh, with what we talked about earlier because I'm going to go see Marky Ramone. Mm-hmm. This is from the album Leave Home from 1977. And this song is What's Your Game? And it's so funny. When I hear a song like this, which is an original Ramones song, when I hear a song like this, I remember you know, listening to the Ramones early on in their career and people just thought it was like, crazy you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i remember listening to kiss and it was just like my mom was like that's just noise and then you listen to those first kiss albums and it's like well you'd be listening to it the sock hop so that's kind of what this <laughs> song's like ramones what's your game this is no like crazy punk song no i know you're dead. Girls used to do. 
great song. Yeah. Nothing, nothing for parents to be scared about. Let me see who wrote that. Make sure that I'm giving good information. That was fun. It's written by Joey Ramone. Yeah. Great. What's your game? Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right. Next up. You got two more. Two more. I've got... No, I've got one more. And then a play out. Okay. Did I miss any songs? Games people play. Guessing game, winning game. It's game, stealing the game. Oh, I did miss one. Oh, I really? skipped one. Yeah, let me How move it down. How did that happen? I, di- I don't know. I'm sorry <laughs> I skipped it, but it, I, I just moved it. I'm glad I looked. I'll move it down. Okay. Do you want to play it now? No, 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 because this will put us in the correct order. You okay. play one, I play one, you play one, I play one. We promote, and then I play the play out. Excellent. And I haven't played that other one yet that you thought I would play. I have two more that I think you okay. should be playing. All right. All right. Ease up. Calm down. What's your next song? <laughs> My next song is uh, by an artist called Chris DeBerg. Saw him in concert. Did you? He opened up for Asia on their Alpha Tour, their second album. How long ago was that? 1982? Oh. Or no, 83? Hey, that would have been good. And the big song was Don't Pay the Ferryman. Yes. And I didn't know that from MTV. Uh-huh. Didn't know any of his other songs, but I, I remember like, okay, this it's yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So he's still alive, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. He's so, from Canada. No. 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 Uh-huh. Where's he from? <laughs> I'll get to that. <laughs> Am I jumping the gun? Uh, it's a, Might be the wine talking. I know. Why? My so first crush. Questions. <laughs> no. Uh, so this album uh, called Spanish Train came out in 1975, and I, you know how when you grow up, you hear an album in a certain place, certain time, you always associated it mm-hmm. with certain people, mm-hmm. certain places. So this reminds me of my aunt and uncle, my uncle Gary and Antoinette, and when I'd stay at their place, my uncle had this album, and uh, he would play it, and. Um, this song was always kind of really creepy to me. Um, so the song Spanish Train. <laughs> well, David Foster would love it then. <laughs> the song Spanish Train is a story about a train carrying the souls of the dead <gasps> to the underworld. No! And God and the devil are playing poker, gambling with the souls. Um, and then the devil cheats and wins the game. Um, right. But before we jump into the song... Um, so Chris DeBerg is actually a British-Irish singer-songwriter, oh, okay, musician. Okay. Um, but from his personal life, you know how when you hear somebody's name, and this is going back to kind of um, do we like the artist or not like the artist, yeah, depending on what yeah. they've done in the music. And I, I, like, I was in my gut, I'm like, oh, Chris DeBerg, what? There's something icky about like him. I can't remember what it is. Uh-oh. And then when I looked it up, I'm like, oh, yeah, sure enough, he was found to have an affair with his children's 19-year-old Irish nanny. And it was with the nanny who was assisting the family while his wife was recuperating in the hospital from a broken neck suffered during a horse accident. I All mean, right. come I, on. I, I now look. <laughs> I don't even know how these creepy guys navigate this. And I don't I don't understand why 
the nanny goes along with. I just don't. I don't even know how this works. I know. We, I don't we, even know how it works. We're not. Gonna, we're not going to the weeds on this one. Pat. No, but, but I just don't. I'm like, how did? How did he? Why did he want to make that? Why? I just don't understand. But it does say the next sentence says he felt very guilty about the affair and subsequently reconciled with his wife. So you know what I mean. He didn't want to give half his money away, so he felt very guilty about it. <laughs> Crazy. But, um, but that's the kind of stuff you find on Wiki about people. Yeah. Oh, be, careful. Like, here, be careful what you look up, I guess. Here's how Here's how I feel. Krista Berg, he's got a thing for the nanny. She's 19. She's too young anyway. But that's a common theme. Like, there's a lot of stories, right? Yeah, he's not yeah. alone. Yeah. Schwarzenegger did it with the, the housekeeper, the nanny. Jude Law? Maybe. I think. But you should you should actually you know before you do this guys, you should actually part ways with your wife first. That's what I think. Because <laughs> if you're thinking about that with someone else, then the marriage isn't strong. You know what I mean? And Pat Francis, I just don't. Advice. I don't even. I don't even know. I don't know. I've been married twenty five years. That's all I can. I know. Tell. We should just play the song. All right, Spanish train. It's a good song. Take the train into hell, Kustaberg. <laughs> 10,000 souls was the opening bid. Soon went up to 59. But the Lord didn't see what the devil did. And he said, that suits me fine. I'll raise you high to 105. And forever put an end to your sins. But the devil let out a mighty shout. My hand And I said, Lord, oh Lord. It says the album is called Spanish Train and Other Stories. And I feel oh, like you're right. I feel like his songs are story songs. They are. Yeah. yeah. He has one called Patricia the Stripper in there too, which is a oh, interesting of song. <laughs> of course he does. Um good strings in that song though. Yeah. That was good. Mm-hmm. It sounded great. Yeah, yeah. All right. So this is the song I missed. Um and I saw this artist with Pilar this past year, Ricky Lee Jones. Yeah. 2023, she released an album called Pieces of Treasure. I believe she's nominated for a Grammy this mm-hmm. year in some category. And it was a, it was cover songs. And she does a song called It's All in the Game, which my parents, um, they had a you know, big stereo hi-fi and they had you know albums that they would listen to. You know, uh, Who did they have? Who sings um, I, I Never Promised You a Rose Garden? Who's that? Dolly Parton, no? No. But who did Lynn. it originally or... Oh. Anyway, they they had, they had you know they had albums and they had an album by a guy named Tommy Edwards, and this song "It's All in the Game" was on that album, and Ricky Lee Jones does a cover of that song on her new album, and that's what I'm going to play. It's all in the game. Here we go. Many a tear has to fall. But it's all in the game All in the wonderful game We know as love And I know Ricky Lee Jones isn't for everyone and you have to be you know, uh, it to me it's, it feels like winter music. It feels mm-hmm. like comfort music. You know, you light a fire. You know, this is you know it's there's a time 
to like I don't think you're gonna, you know, put the top down on the convertible and drive down PCH listening to this album. Hmm. But she, she has a very unique voice. Right? Very like unique it's, voice. It's yeah, yeah. And does not want to come on the show. Oh. Every time I reach out, they're like, they say, "Look, we send these, uh, we send your emails directly to Ricky. She decides what she wants to do and what she doesn't want to do." And she, for some reason, she does not want to do. And even though I, I send a list of who my guests have been, maybe she looks at that list and says, "This isn't, mm. this isn't for me." Right. But if she would talk to me, she would mm-hmm. love it. So I'm going to keep trying. Yeah. Suzanne Vega, Mary Chapin Carpenter, um, uh, Ricky Lee Jones. I I hate to go on a streak where there's no women guests mm-hmm. the, as interview guests and um but sometimes it, i mean the guys always seem willing to do i don't know why i can't make it happen with some of these people right. like i never hear mary chapin carpenter on a podcast mm-hmm. never and like sometimes i think oh this will be this should be a no i should be able to get this person and then right. no so i just mm-hmm. keep trying guys yeah your persistence pays off because it, it eventually does worked for you right because yeah because people will say I reached out to that person and it never got back to me. I'm like, did you reach out six times? Because I did. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Enough about me. I'm talking too much about me. It's the wine, people. <laughs> All right. This is your last song. Right. Which is obvious. I mean, if I would have definitely picked this song if you, you hadn't. Yes. Uh, it have might have been the first one that I thought of. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I think there would have been big disappointment. Pretty lame choice to be on. No, I'm kidding. Well, it's a, it's it's a, a great, great song. song. I have two time codes, right? Did you see that? I, I have it, yes, it was 15 and 45. Yeah, yeah. Look at that off Look, the top oh of my, my head. Oh my God, that's so impressive. I have it um, uh, I have it queued up to 15. Yeah. And then why don't I just let it play through to 45? Oh, sure, yeah. As we'll long do as you that. don't let it, you don't mind letting it play too long. No, it's fine. But, so, sometimes I'll pick a You've song. You've heard those Versus episodes, right? Where we played way too much of it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, Um. Ahead. So, it's Peter Gabriel's song, Games Without Frontiers, uh, from the album Melt, which, I mean, or Peter, Peter or three, yeah, I know. Or Peter Gabriel, whatever yeah, you want to call I it. I know, uh, from 1980. And, you know, every time, or not every time, but often if I, you know, pick a song, I'm going to do a little bit of research to learn a few mm-hmm. things about it. And there's always things that come up that I didn't know. Okay. And I always learn something about it. But I, I want you to just play the beginning and just pause it for a minute. Okay. Because I'm going to have a question for you. Okay, I'm going to turn it up on the board right now. Yeah, and then I'm going to do a timeout sign and you're oh, going to pause boy. it. Very aggressive. And then I'm going to ask you a question. Okay, here we go. So do you know what they're saying there? You might know because if you've looked it up before, you might know the answer. I thought they're saying she's so popular. Okay. I thought that too. What are they saying? Forever. What are they saying? And I looked it up. And so do you know whose voice that is, first of all? Or that sings also in the song? Is it Kate Bush? It is Kate Bush. Because he so. he's she's done some things with him right. a lot. But what Because that song Don't Give Up crushes me every oh. time I hear it. It crushes of me. Of course. Like I can't even listen to it. No. All right, keep no, going. It's very depressing. Um she is saying Je sans frontières. Which means games without frontiers or borders. Well, you yeah. should know that because you speak French. I know, but it I sounded, shouldn't know that because I'm stupid. But it sounds like she's so popular. She's so popular. But now, if you listen, it sh- you should hear "Je 
Okay, I'm gonna go back then. Yeah. Here we go. Gotta be honest, it still sounds like she's so popular. <laughs> and you know what? Sometimes my misheard lyric, I like it better. For example, and we're gonna get back into that song, but please let me digress. Okay. Hold on. I didn't know this lyric uh, until like this past year. I did not know this was the lyric. Let me find it. Okay, Thunder Road. Okay. The screen door slams, Mary's dress waves. I thought it was sways, which to me, I like it better because it gives me the, that Mary comes out on the porch mm-hmm. and she's dancing. This version is the wind is blowing it and it waves, but I've always thought it was Mary's dress, Mary's dress sways. So if I may digress, mm-hmm. I'm going to play the beginning of that. Well, then we'll get back to games without frontiers. But right now we're playing a game called Misheard Lyrics. Let me find. <laughs> Which is a fun game. Let me find. Yeah, I love Misheard Lyrics. I, I mean, that's, I think that might be the next Patreon um, episode, Misheard Lyrics. Mm-hmm. You got to cue it up to that lyric. And in your, your intro, you have to tell me what you thought it was mm-hmm. and what it actually is. All right. Let me find it here. Let me see if I can find Thunder Road. Yeah, I can find it. All right. Stop beeping that horn. Also, I always talk about if the window's open, can you hear stuff out the window? Can you hear the air conditioner? Can you hear all this stuff? Mm -hmm. And Tom Neuerberg always texts me and says, all the stuff you're talking about, we can't hear it. Mm -hmm. It's not picking up on your mics. Stop talking about it. Okay, here we go. Thunder Road. I'll jump it up a little bit. Okay, hold on, hold on. The screen door slams. Mary's dress waves. It sounds. Does it sound like sways to you, or are you hearing yeah, waves? Yeah, do it again. Do it again. But I'm pretty sure it's sways. Yeah, right. I mean, it's it's weird. Even though I know the lyric now, it's still. Mary's dress waves. Okay, so here's my question to you. Yeah. Where did you see it says waves? I just looked the lyrics up on the online, but I mean, if I pull out the lyric sheet, it says, it also says waves. Does it? Because I've noticed the lyrics are sometimes wrong actually mm-hmm. on iTunes, right? When you're looking at those lyrics, I'm like, that's not, that's not right. Like sometimes right. they, Hold they on. have a slight typo. Carrie makes a good point. <laughs> All right. So I don't always believe the iTunes, like that's a really cool feature they have now in Apple Music where you can switch it and see the lyrics, but I've definitely All noticed, right. I don't think they're always. What am I holding in my hand? Bruce Springsteen, Born to Run. Official release. So you have looked it up there? You're not sure? I'm not. <laughs> okay. What am I holding now? Readers. All right. Because you know how big it's written in here. Oh, I know. Maybe this sways, Pat. Nope. The screen door slams, Mary's dress waves. Oh, that might be a typo. <laughs> <laughs> now you're really reaching. Now you're really reaching to try to make oh, me fine. be correct. That's fair. But anyway, uh, and there's been some other songs recently where I've had the lyric wrong and I'm like, wow, I uh, swear. Yeah. I no. do have a friend. Do you know Trooper? Do you know the band Trooper? Raise a little hell, raise a okay. little hell, raise a little okay. hell. She used to think the lyrics were crazy little elf, crazy little elf, crazy little elf. What a great Christmas song right? that would be though. <gasps> 
Weird Al should get on uh, it. <laughs> what did uh, what was the what's the famous one with Pilar? Um, oh, oh, it's the Kansas song um, "Carry On Wayward Son." She thought that was Gary. <laughs> You're no wayward son. Oh, poor Gary. <laughs> I know. All right, games with our frontiers. Here we go, right. and we'll play it through the forty-five. My physical CDs are used for research. Hans plays with Lottie. Lottie plays with Jane. Jane plays with Willie. Willie is happy again. Suki plays with Leo. Sasha plays with Brit. Adolf builds a bonfire. Enrico plays with it. When it says Rico plays with it, is he playing with the bonfire or is he playing with himself? What do you think? Because he sets it up. This guy builds a bonfire and Rico Rico plays with it. It's got it. Pat, it's the bonfire. Is it? All right. Because every time I've heard before, I'm like, I thought, oh, wait, is he playing with a bonfire or is he, what's he doing? All right. Keep playing it. No more wine for you. Do we keep playing it? Should I keep playing it? I think we're good. Do I I need to hear? I like the whistling part. All right. Songs with whistling. See, if I had a category songs with whistling in it, it's hard to, you have to bring that from memory. Yes. Go, what songs have <gasps> whistling in it? It's hard. That's right. Yeah. Can't type in whistling. It's, that's So that's a really good hard topic. That's a hard topic to do. People have to, to work for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. Should I keep playing this song? I think we're good. All right. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, uh, I think most people know that it's a song uh, that's a commentary on war and international diplomacy. <laughs> And then I forget what, because uh, I listened to the Peter Gabriel albums like a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. as my run of uh, album of the day. And uh, I forget which one. It's one of his first four okay. where uh, Phil Collins plays drums on the album, oh. which I was like, oh, as soon as you hear it, you go, oh, that's Phil Collins. But it's like Peter left Genesis and then mm-hmm. Phil is the singer now. So I was like, I was like, oh, they were still friends. Mm-hmm. He left on good terms. Yeah. They just... They did, you know, they, they always did do it. Because wasn't Peter Gabriel on uh, Genesis's um, Invisible Touch album too? Am I thinking about um, that right? I don't know. I'd have to look that up. Okay. But, but yeah, but I was like, oh, and it's and the drums are great. Mm. I feel bad for Co- Phil Collins. He is, um, he's only 72, but he's, I guess, been through some health things. And he's like, you know, while Mick Jagger's 80 and running around the stage, oh. Phil can't really can't drum anymore i don't think it's just like yeah. you never know you don't know how you're gonna age you don't like so. uh glenn fried i think he passed at 67 mm-hmm. now when i think seven i got seven years left come on that can't be right right and don't you do you not feel a lot younger than your age i feel so i mean yeah that's that's your brain playing tricks with you no i do and physically i really i have a little i have some tendonitis in my left knee right now that's what. That's the ailment I have. Other than that, I feel fine. It's pretty minor. I know. I feel really good. Mm-hmm. So, um, but 
I didn't drink it. I didn't drink and drug like these guys either. All we have is today. You don't know. So (laughs) you just got to live every day your best day, man. I don't know. Was today my best day? Let me go through it. Here's what I did today. Today is my day off from work. Right. I had a whole list of errands to do today. Okay, you ready? Is this going to be boring? Old man talk. Where's my sting? (laughs) I like doing Um, errands. I woke up at... I woke up at uh, 5.30. Okay. Got dressed. It's Pilar's day off, so I don't wake her because she likes to sleep. She went, I want her to sleep in. She needs a rest. I drive to the post office. I heard you leave early this yes. morning. <laughs> I drive to the post office and I dropped the, I dropped the, here we go, the rock solid prizes into the mail. So All right. Diligent of you. Then I head over to the hardware store. Because I needed to, because it opens at 6 a.m. On a holiday day? It was open. Wow. Yeah, Home Depot. They don't care about Martin Luther King. It's not me, it's them. Um, And I had to get these things. They're these felt, they're called sliders. Mm. And I put them on the bottom of the kitchen chairs so that we don't scrape the wood floor. And sometimes they wear down and I need to replace them. So I I bought 24 of those for the six chairs in the kitchen. So I did that. I buy those all the time. Yeah. <laughs> They're great. All right. Then from there, I needed to get stuff at Target, but Target wasn't open. But I'm like, Ralph's is open. I can get all this stuff at Ralph's. So I go to Ralph's. I get, I get cat food, paper towels, tissues, toilet paper. What else did I get? Lint rollers, trash bags, just that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Then I go to Coffee Bean. Got my coffee. Right. Then... My next thing was to go to the Hank's Tires because my car needs new tires. So I came home first. So boring. People have stopped listening. <laughs> no. and I think they stopped listening an hour ago. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that's true. I don't know how long the car is going to be at Hank's. So I unload. I pull into the driveway. I don't want to come in the house, potentially wake people up. So I, I take all the stuff that I bought at Ralph's and I put it in Pilar's car. All right. I do that right in the driveway. See, I'm taking the stuff out of my car, putting it in Pilar's car. Then I go over to Hank's Tires, and I'm about a half hour early for Hank's, but I got my coffee, and I called my friend Sean, who lives in Chicago area, so he's up. And so, But I want to be first at Hank's, because I want to get this done. So um, I am first, and, uh, and then I take a lift to the house, and then about an hour and 15 minutes later, they call me, car's ready, take a lift back over there. That's actually when I texted you. Mm-hmm. I would, and I said, are you oh. worried? Did you start working? Because I was going to say, can you take me to Hank's? But you oh, said you were You oh. said you said were working though. You were working. So well, I, I could have broken away for no, 10 minutes. No, no, no way. Oh, you I, said, you said your text was, I don't want to help you. I'm doing my own thing. Please I leave me alone. I think it was, you said, are you working this morning? And I said, yep. And I was like, and then you said, please don't ask, please don't text me again. I'll see you at four o'clock. That's what you said. No. So then I take a lift back over and I pick up the car and then I come back and then I bring everything in and I put it away. So this is what I did in the morning. And then Pilar wakes up. She's like, how long have you been up? I'm like, since 530. And she's like, what did you do? And I gave her this whole list of things. And she's like, that is ridiculous. How did you get all that done? That's awesome. So is it 830 in the morning by then? Yeah. Yeah. So in three hours, I got all my, I got all my stuff done. Before everybody else is up there. Before anyone. Yeah. There was no one at the grocery store. There's no one at the hardware store. There's no one at the. It was still dark out. Still dark out when I went out. (laughs) But that's how I like. And then I came and then I took like a 90 minute nap. Oh. Fine. Well, there you go. So. All right, now I'm drunk. Okay, so my last song, except for the playout song, 
is from Cheap Trick. I know I've played this song a million times on the show. It's from their 1980 album, All Shook Up. Did you have it? Pl- the, stop, stop this the game. game. Stop this yeah, game. Stop this All right. game. All right. If you didn't play this, Pat, I would have been so disappointed. Produced by George Martin here to Stop This Game. Here we go. Stop this game. All right. So was there another song on your list that you thought I would play or did I did I hit them all? Nope. You've missed. Well, I'm going to. I think I have five honorable mentions Mm. still. Okay. Let's throw it out. Say that five times fast. Honorable mentions. Five honorable mentions. I can't say any of it. This was not one everybody would have on their list, but Endgame by R.E.M. from their album Out of Time. It's a kind of an instrumental, but I love it. Okay. Um, but I that didn't make my list because I had a bunch of other songs. All right, all right. Um, a little quirkier one, but that is still game-related, and I love this album so much, is Taylor Swift's okay. song Mastermind. All right. Do you know the lyrics right. to that I one? I don't know Midnight. the lyrics to that. Yeah. Um, Midnight's, I, I haven't worn to oh. a lot I have listened to that album a lot. Wow. And uh, it's an album that, yeah. You have it on vinyl? Uh, yes, I Colored do. vinyl? I think so, yes. Yeah. It's colored. And uh, it's kind of one of my go-to walking albums. All right. Nice, nice. A good one. Um, did you, have you seen Eras? Did you watch the? Oh, yeah. Rita and I went. We went at, uh, we went to the 1045 p.m. showing. Okay. After work one night. And, uh. And Pilar's like, you are going to fall asleep so three quickly. hours. I didn't fall asleep. It was amazing. The, and the audience was crazy. They had like glow sticks and they were dancing. And mm-hmm. it was amazing. I mean, when it, look, if watching a 30-foot uh, Taylor Swift doesn't keep you awake, I don't know what yeah. else will. I, I don't even know how she did it. Yeah. I yeah. don't even know how she did that tour. N- uh, amazing. I loved it's it. Unbelievable. Yeah. And it's so, it's so specific. It's not... Like you, ha- like you have to be at this part of the stage at this point of the song, and now it's, it wasn't for every song, but many of the songs, the floor move, the stage. Mm-hmm. So you had to be, you we have to be here, yeah, at this point, yeah. You know, it's not Elton John sitting behind the piano for two and a half hours. No, I found it very theatrical. Like yes. it, there was a, theme. but not in a bad way. No, it was amazingly yeah. done, and there. Uh, the eras had different themes, mm-hmm. and it was uh, amazing. I loved it. I really did. It's unbelievable. So that was okay. One of my so that songs. was one of. So them. I wanted to play that song because I that album means a lot to me. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, I I could only pick ten. Can only pick ten. So, <laughs> then the gambler, Kenny Rogers. I thought of that one too. Classic. Yeah. Um Mind games, John Lennon. I I had that on my list, and it, it got <laughs> cut off at the last minute. And then I thought you were going to put on their Queen, play the game. Well, guess what? The playout song. <gasps> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Did I just ruin it? No, no. That's the playout song. You know what's funny? That goes along with this week because on, I have to count the days. On Friday, uh, Rita and I have a daddy daughter date. We're going over to the IMAX uh, theater right here and we're going to see Queen live in Montreal. 
they're showing it in IMAX. That's so cool. Yeah. So we have tickets for that. Fun. And I said, Pilar, do you want to go? And she goes, I do not want to go to that. I'm like, Wait, All right. Is Pilar free that night? Maybe I'll hang out with her. Uh, I don't know what to, I think she is free. You can check in with her. I think her and I should go um, to dinner. Yeah, maybe you guys will do that. So that is the play out song. So now let's get this. Uh, let's do some promotion. Are you on Instagram? I am now. I wasn't. Do I follow um, you on Instagram? I think yes, you do. <laughs> All right, and you're on you're on the Twitter still. I'm still on. I'm the not X. calling it that. Don't well, call it that. I don't. I call know. it Twitter. I miss that little bird so much. <laughs> yeah, I'm not calling it that other thing. Um, I'm on again. I'm not on there. I don't have a personal account anymore. I'm just on there for rock solid, and we keep it light and fun and mm-hmm. music. So, so what is your handle on the Instagram? Do you want people to follow you, strangers? Uh, they are more than welcome to. You just have to request or whatever. Flipside vinyl three. Flipside, because there's two other ones. I guess so. Flipside, how dare they? Flipside vinyl three <laughs> at Flipside vinyl and the number three. Number three. All right, so there's mm-hmm. where you can follow Carrie. Yeah, we are at Rock Solid Show on the Instagram, and thank you to our uh, Instagram queen Lisa Solak who runs the Rock Solid Instagram. We are at Rock Solid Show on Twitter, and that's all me. And we're on Facebook and rocksolidpodcast.com is the website that Kyle keeps up. Uh, I haven't looked at it lately, so I think he's still, I mean, he runs it, but I, I don't know if it's up to, should be. And then Patreon is patreon.com forward slash rocksolidpodcast. And that's it. That's what we got. Don't forget, if you're in the Los Angeles area on Saturday, January 20th, 9.45 p.m., head over to the Improv get your tickets right now and see Murray host for what it's worth with Mike Siegel, Laura House, and me, Pat Francis, on the panel. Carrie will be keeping score, and it's going to be fun. I think so. so. Mm-hmm. With that, Carrie, you were much looser today than you ever were before. Why is that? The wine? She looks at the wine. <laughs> no, I really haven't had that much. Um, you know what? you're comfortable it's with me now. Easy. It's getting easier, okay. for sure. And now I know how to prepare for it. And mm-hmm. this was a fun topic. Yeah. And I had, I had stuff to comment on, I guess. So. All right. And we're going to get you, because you're here. You're trapped at my house. We're going to get you on mic um, with West Anthony. We're going to do a Super Tramp episode. That's on our list, yes. Yeah. Neither of us are Super Tramp Um we know so we, we know the songs. We hope West is. Yeah, I'm sure West will be. So we're gonna do that, mm-hmm. and then we're gonna record with you and your son. Yes. Can we say his name? I feel like we can. Yes, we can. Cooper. Yes. And we're and that topic is gonna be. Um, oh, you do, told do me just tell, today. Do we want to tell everybody? No, we'll, wait. we'll surprise we'll wait in case everybody. it changes. What Yay. if it changes? I know he is so, really excited to do this, and it'll be so fun yeah. for him and I to do this yeah. together with you. And then so. when we do it with like this is how. This is how I do it when there's just two of us. Yeah. But when there's three, I turn the table this way. So one person will be at the people at the end and then one person in the middle. But for, for just two people, I just, yeah. I don't want to move the table around. I, I will for you. three three or four people. Like when we do the year end <laughs> mm-hmm. edition, I move it all around. And then one of those idiots knocks a microphone right. over and I get mad. Which, by the way, was a really great episode. I always love hearing all of you guys together. Yeah, thank And you. listeners, if you haven't listened to the year end show, go listen to it. It was really fun. We, um, we all love each other very much mm-hmm. and we like doing it. And I would, again, I would have all of those guys on, uh, all the time. It's just it just schedules now. It mm-hmm. just doesn't allow for it. For sure. So I'm getting tons of different people on the mics. And hopefully you enjoy them uh, as much as I enjoy them. So thank you, Carrie, for doing this tonight. 
Thank uh, you for having we're me. At, we're exactly at one hour and 58 minutes. What? That yeah. was, that's long. I know, but it, did, it went fast, right? No, I was sh- shooting for an hour. <laughs> no, it's never going to be an hour. It's never, it's never going to be an hour. Oh, it was super fun. Thank you so much, Pat. I You're really welcome. This. Thank you, Carrie. And please enjoy Play the Game. Check, check. So you can hear yourself talk? I can hear myself. Perfect. And you love the sound of your own voice, which is perfect. Oh, who doesn't? Everyone does. I mean, <laughs> Wait, that, we're not recording yet, are we? I mean, it's recording, but... Oh, no.